much time you spend scrolling away on your different social media accounts. And I'm pretty sure you will be shocked if you actually learned it. Do you think it's okay? Or have you already started questioning yourself if this is really too much? Is it time for some digital detox? I am Camila Feitosa, an English teacher at Cultura Inglesa Santos, and I sometimes feel I need to take a break from this mindless scrolling, even though I don't see myself as a social media addict. And I am Camille. I work for the marketing department at Cultura Inglesa, and for me, this is a very interesting yet sensitive topic. So thank you for having me, Ka. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa podcast. Hello, hello, dear listeners. We have some exciting news for all the cinema lovers out there. The Cultura Inglesa Festival is here with its thrilling British New Wave of Cinema Festival, showcasing some incredible films that you won't want to miss. This week, we have an amazing lineup of films that will transport you into the world of British cinema. On Friday, the 26th of May, get ready to dive into the captivating story of Saturday Night and Sunday Morning, directed by Caro Reese. The screening starts at 7pm, so make sure to mark your calendars. And that's not all! On Saturday, the 27th of May, we have another cinematic gem lineup for you. Join us at 8 p.m. for the screening of Kate Come Home, directed by the talented Ken Loke. Get ready to be captivated by this thought-provoking film. But the excitement doesn't end here. On Sunday, the 28th of May, at 2 p.m., we're letting you choose from two beloved classics selected by the public. You will embark on the epic journey of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, or will you venture into the depths of space with Interstellar? The choice is yours. All these incredible films will be screened at the prestigious Cinemateca. And here's the best part. Tickets are absolutely free. Just make sure to grab your tickets from the box office one hour before the event starts. For more information and to stay updated with the festival schedule, be sure to check out our official Instagram page, at Cultura Inglesa Festival. You can also find additional details on our website, culturaingleza.com.br. So, gather your friends, grab some popcorn, and immerse yourself in the world of British cinema at the Cultura Inglesa Festival, British New Wave of Cinema Festival. We can't wait to see you there! Hi Cam! It's so nice to have you back at Cultura Inglesa Podcast to talk about something so relevant and important, but scary at the same time. Thank you, thank you for having me, Cam. Uh, so tell me, Kat, do you think you're addicted to social media or do you know anybody that you can say is addicted to social media in general? Uh, so yes, Kat, I think I am addicted to social media and my cell phone in general. Why do you feel yeah. this way? How many hours do you think you spend on social media during the week? 
I was I just looked it up and this week I'm using for about six hours a day. Oh my and, god. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm with my cell phone all the time and I'm not proud of it. So yeah, so that's why I like this topic because I'm actually trying to, to do a detox. This is very interesting. But now that, that you gave me like a number, I'm I'm terrified. I'm not gonna check. I, I made the check, check on decision of not checking. No, I'm not gonna do that because I don't wanna be scared. But okay. because I am aware of sometimes mm -hmm. spending um 10 minutes ideally and then it's an hour yeah of, you know checking um people's posts or strangers we're doing nothing videos. right yes doing nothing okay. because and and we don't find a reason for doing this sometimes mm -hmm. right we have no idea why this is happening um it, is it because we are so exhausted that we just want to stop thinking and Maybe. we don't know why we are just scrolling away and seeing reels because that's the only social mm -hmm. media social medium that I'm usually uh, scrolling away. I don't have a TikTok yeah. account. Are you on TikTok? No, me neither. Okay, no, so you see, I don't have I think one. we're yeah. on the same page here, on yeah. the same black hole of social medium. Let's say. Um, why people do say that it's it's because of the dopamine? I'm not sure if it's if it's real but they say that um we are kind of addicted to this sensation of this this newness because when we we get this uh wave maybe of dopamine we okay. want more and more and more and because the the quick answers we get on social media and yeah something new all the time yeah, even if you don't necessarily like that thing it's it's a new information, so yeah. maybe something that I've 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 always um, always it's too strong, but that I've noticed recently, mm -hmm. uh, I I never start uh, I never get lost in this world in this ocean of reels on Instagram mm -hmm. um, on purpose. It starts when you see I'm checking my friends' uh, stories, and they yeah. post a video, and I click. Oh. To totally. open it and then it takes me to another and then to another and then to another okay. and I'm, I just see myself stuck there and when I kind of realize that oh I've been watching videos for uh, some time and I make the conscious decision to actually move on from that mm -hmm. place something comes up that is actually quite interesting <laughs> And, and then I, I go like, should I share this with somebody? Should I mm -hmm. save it? Should I post it myself? And I get like, what, what is happening? Yeah. Um, so there is this dopamine thing that you mentioned, I agree. But there's also this um, algorithm thing that mm -hmm. kind of yeah. understands where our eyes linger and... Mm -hmm. Keep us keep keeps showing us Feeding more, us more and more. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, uh, it, it's it's okay. scary. So so that's why I I still don't see myself as a social media addict because when I'm um, doing something else that gets mm -hmm. my attention, um, either working or um, 
having an outdoor activity if i'm at the gym or if i'm going out with my friends or if i'm spending time with my family with my husband i'm not really touching social media necessarily so it's not something oh, that good. i have to be there you don't feel the need. all the time i don't feel it's the from, need okay but once i'm stuck there either it's because i'm alone or i'm killing time somewhere maybe waiting for something like on the doctor's office something like that you feel sucked into this vortex i don't know yeah, yeah. it's weird I agree. Yeah. yeah i agree even though for me it's yeah even when i'm working I shouldn't be saying this here, but even when I'm working, sometimes I, I go off and what is happening on Twitter? And then I go check, even though if it's, you know, I, I don't have a goal going there. I just want to, to see new things for a while. And yeah, and sometimes I spend more than I should there. Would you say... In these uh, breaks. Okay, but would you say some social media networks are more addictive than others like twitter for example mm -hmm. because i don't have a twitter I, account so i can't relate to that okay i i think so uh i i heard a lot of people talking about tiktok how addictive it is and but that is something that it it it's interesting there that i don't use but i know that they remind you that you are using for a while i think it's one hour and a half two hours like TikTok, sort of of warning, like yes, it warns you that you are there for a long time. I wish I had this on Instagram or Twitter, but for me, I I like Twitter more than Instagram. For I spend more time there. Okay, so it's, the it's a social medium that works for you. Yeah, I even though I don't post anything, I just read about <laughs> people's lives and yeah. It's a way to catch up yeah. with mm -hmm. what's going on with the world. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. This means that you're probably not on Facebook anymore, are you? I mean, I have an account, but I don't, I don't log in anymore. Okay. So you, you divide your time between Instagram and and Twitter. Yes, and sometimes Pinterest. I don't know no, if Pinterest no. is considered a social media. I think that but, if you maybe people there, maybe, yeah, why not? No, I don't, but I, I like to see beautiful things. Like, no, but I think if people use yeah. it for interaction, I think we can yeah, yeah, yeah. a social media. So yes, I think for me it's this three. So I think you're going to say no to my next question. Do you think there is a way to live without social media nowadays? I mean, nothing is impossible, but <laughs> it would be very difficult. I was, uh, when I was preparing for our talk, I saw a woman on the internet, I saw it on YouTube, and she challenged herself to be uh, without her cell phone for 30 days. So she uh, she sent it uh, via mail to another country and spent 30 wow. days, yes, without her cell phone. And she documented it um, in this video. And yeah, it's challenging because we use 
not only social media, but our cell phones in general for for so many things that we don't even realize. Like she had to to pay for something and the authentication was via cell phone and she couldn't do because she was without it. And people that don't use landlines anymore and she had to rely on it. And it was interesting. So I think it's it is possible. I don't know if it, it, it is for me, <laughs> but okay. I think some people can live without it. Yes. I uh, so even even though uh, it would be harder to live without it, do you think mm-hmm. that there could be a way for us to cut down on the amount of time spent on social media or at least um, re- reduce or mm-hmm. maybe dependence on social media for entertainment or information? Mm-hmm. Because I think this has to do a lot with this feeling of, you know, addiction that mm-hmm. sometimes we, we develop towards social media. Yeah. I totally believe so, Ka. Um, as I, I as I said to you, I'm trying. I Every... Every now and then, I try to do this. I haven't succeed as I want, but I but I have uh, heard some tips throughout this time. So and let's go. Let's so share the, the tip. The first thing I I think we should do is be aware of how much you spend online. Not on, yeah on social media, but on your cell phone with your cell phone on your hands. And yeah, like I said, I use my cell phone for six hours a day. It's important for me that I know because then I can plan to to lessen this this amount. And other thing, people, uh, other tip I've heard is that we sh- we should come up with new habits, new interesting things. Because yeah, for me, if I'm here, if I'm kind of bored, I pick my cell phone up and scroll. I should I could do other things like. Walk, walk my dog, um, read a chapter in a book, listen to music, these kind of things. We, but it's difficult because at the time we don't, we don't remember that these things exist at all. But yeah, it's a tip. And another thing I tried, but I haven't succeeded also, is try to set app limits. You know, mm-hmm. you, can, you can limit in your cell phone, but it's for me it's very easy to cancel this limitation so they say oh you are you've been here for three hours and i oh okay and cancel go on (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's good because you are again aware so it's your decision to keep going or not so it's it's not something um we don't know you are doing and another thing is to turn off turn off your notifications. Yes, I was going to say that. This is something that really worked for me, especially during the uh, pandemic times. Uh, I was going crazy with uh, the amount of notifications that were going off on my cell phone because I, I come from a, a place where I have this anxiety issues in which I need to know about people I love, I need to know where they are, and I need them to know where I am, basically. Okay. I still yeah, I get it. tell my parents when I leave the house, I still want to know if they're okay, things like that. So it was natural for me to have notifications on, so I wouldn't miss a message. But 
when we started being in the house all the time, people were locked up and they pretty much didn't have much to do. So they were texting each other more often, they were sharing things more often, and my cell phone was just going crazy with all those notifications from emails and messages and, and social media. And it was something that was getting to a point that I was on the... Everybody was on the verge of a nervous breakdown, but this was, you know, piling up. So but could I, you keep up with the conversations? I because could. Because I leave a lot of people... I turned off everything because the problem was the sound. So uh, mm. my cell phone has been on silent mode for yeah. many, many years. Right. And coming from me, this is a win. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I was the kind of person that would, you know, back in the day, buy ringtones for to have oh, a yeah, <laughs> uh, ringtone on my cell phone. So you see, having a silent. Uh -huh. Telephone by my side is is a victory, so uh, this is something that really keeps me um, on my toes, let's say. But uh, if I'm working on my computer for longer times, uh, amounts of time, uh, my cell phone, my telephone, my, my notifications are silent. But uh -huh. if I get distracted or if I feel bored, I can simply take a look and see if there is any icons that make all my attention <laughs> right so yeah. to prevent any Same. other type of you know distraction something that i did that are certain groups of people on whatsapp that i know talk too much i deactivated their notifications as well so i don't even know when oh. they post so i can uh, be you know um, that's can, a good one uh stay away from those kinds of temptations yeah. um, but other than that uh, the only thing that I actually put into practice, because uh, I know I should be the one trying to give our listeners some tips and suggestions <laughs> to help them with digital yeah, detox, but the only one I actually put into practice and it helped me was something that I actually picked up from, from Instagram, because I think my algorithm senses my anxiety and my um, discomfort with Mm -hmm. This scrolling, and uh, I, I've seen many, many videos about it, talking about how we should avoid this instant um, boost Rewardings. of reward uh, as soon as we wake up, because a lot of people have this oh. habit of waking up and picking the cell phone to check their messages and checking what's up. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that I've been trying to do, and it's quite successful most of the time because it's a process so we shouldn't okay. uh, aim at being 100% effective from day one I never use my cell phone when I wake up it's like I turn off the alarm because I think the majority of people nowadays uses mm -hmm. their cell phone to wake up but as yes. soon as I wake up I stand I, I leave my bed and I do something uh, around the house to be active, to have some sort of reward that is not connected to my phone. Like okay. washing the dishes if there's something to wash or putting away the dry dishes if there's something in this area or just tidying something up or doing some stretching, meditation if I am lucky enough to have nothing to do <laughs> from the day before. And, and getting ready to start my day. And I only check messages like half an hour later 
so my brain can wake up without the boost wow. of social media. That's my goal. It works. But okay. am I uh, able to do that every day? No. Okay. <laughs> so, because sometimes you just wake up and you're so tired, you just want to know if anybody sends yeah. you a message or if there's anything funny for you to but wake it's up. It became a life. habit, right? Yes, because, it has to become yeah, a habit. I, yeah, I do this. Like, we are very disciplined. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm I, undisciplined. I don't I don't have the, the strength to do that. But actually, I am very disciplined because every time I wake up, I do the same thing every day. Exactly. Right? The problem and is I that spend we have 30 bad minutes habits. scrolling. And sometimes oh. I don't even remember after because I'm not proper, properly awake. And I'm just there. So it's a, a great tip, Ka. So you see, sometimes what we I'll have are bad habits Next instead week. of having good habits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we should just look for the good habits around us and yeah. try to implement them. But most importantly, I think we shouldn't um, blame ourselves a lot. Uh, just like you said, we should understand, we should acknowledge we may have a problem. We may recognize that maybe we spend too much time on social media that is not necessary and try to reduce that slowly. And, and, and also remember that, sorry, come. No, that's it. But also remember that social media are designed for that, for us to spend time there. They want us to do this. So it's, yeah, it, it's not easy to go against it. I know. time for how do you say the part of our show in which we ask each other vocabulary questions related to the conversation we have just had um Camille you are talking about landline can you explain a little bit mm, okay so landline is a telephone is that kind of telephone that um transmits the signal via something physical like a cable so All right. they are not mobile easy. Yes, the ones we usually have at home, right? Yeah. All right. I remember them. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't have one anymore, but yeah. My mom, mm. my mother still wants one. Ka, <laughs> uh, and you said something about uh, cutting down on something. Can you explain mm -hmm. to yes. us a little bit more? Uh, yes, when you cut down on something, <clears throat> cutting down on time, cutting down on expenses you are reducing the amount of something you are doing trying to save uh, money for example so you say you're cutting down on something okay, okay. thank you and you're welcome and Kai you mentioned something about scrolling mm -hmm. can you help us understand what scrolling is yes scrolling it's when you are moving moving texts or uh, images, something on your cell phone to, uh, how can I say, to see more and more. So you are uh, rolling the screen in a way. Is yeah. it is it clear? I think so. And I think everybody <laughs> does that. So we just have to accept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Ka, you mentioned uh, being on the verge of something. What does this mean? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I used on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When you're on the verge of something, it's because this is about to happen. It's something that can happen mm -hmm. very, very, very uh, close, very, very, in a very short amount of time. Something is going to happen very soon in your life. So you can use this expression nice. on the verge of. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. And now you can listen to this episode again to try to spot all of these terms throughout our conversation. This is Our Voices, where your voice matters just as much as ours. At Cultura Inglesa, we believe in creating a community where everyone's thoughts and opinions are valued, which is why we're thrilled to introduce speeches from the 8th edition of Your Voice, our public speaking contest, into our show. Last year's theme was, we expect too much from our heroes, and this week we will listen to Francisco Fagundes. <laughs> Have you ever done something you knew was wrong? Even if you had the best intentions? Have you ever done something altruistic, but not with the purest intentions either? Everybody has, and well, ladies and gentlemen, judges, fellow candidates, it is a pleasure and an honor to be here. My name's Francisco, and I'm going to take a different angle on the subject of our speeches, or more specifically, an opposite angle. I'm going to talk about anti-heroes, how they relate and differ from classic heroes, what makes them so alluring, and the ways they are oftentimes similar to these sometimes evil and immoral characters. But what is it that defines an anti-hero, though? They are complicated and compelling figures, and they are becoming more and more common in the mainstream culture, going from supporting roles to leading ones. If you watch TV and movies today, it seems that anti-heroes are the protagonists of choice. Operating in a moral gray zone, they achieve good things by questionable means, or do good things toward questionable ends. They're almost always selfish, yet not entirely evil. I think this almost Machiavellian ideal of balancing fear and love is what makes them such interesting and recognizable leads. But before, before we go into any examples, it's really important to talk about why antiheroes have become so popular. People relate to flawed characters, which reflect, in one way or the other, their own struggles and problems. We can't all be heroes, not all of the time, and the majority of us live in a more nuanced space, especially when it comes to morality. Anti-heroes also demonstrate a shift in the expectation of what a hero should be. Their surge in popularity reveals that perfect titles are no longer identifiable, and that people need more gritty or realistic models to project onto. Let's take the case of Captain Jack Sparrow, for example, a personal favorite of mine. Jack is much like the characters of Greek myth, which is where we find some of the earliest examples of trickster protagonists, witty, finessed, and silver-tongued. Captain Jack is a bad guy by definition, but he never kills anyone, and despite his greediness, blatant alcoholism, and womanizing, he still performs heroic acts, like when he defeats the Kraken at the end of the second Pirates of the Caribbean, giving his own life to save the crew which had abandoned him. But Anti-heroes aren't all just eloquence and charm. They can be quite stoic and can represent values or a sense of justice, as twisted as it may be. Take Batman and the Punisher, for example, or the extremely popular Walter White from Breaking Bad, which is one of the quintessential anti-heroes of the past decade. Facing death by cancer, Walter begins with good intentions, but ends up a murderous and completely amoral individual. 
At first, he thought his journey to the dark side was just a temporary necessity. But as is often common, power corrupts people. And thus he becomes more and more treacherous, justifying any and all of his behavior. This makes Walter White an extremely enticing character to watch as we see him transform from family man to drug lord. And though Walter White's transformation is a moral one or an immoral one, there are also more primitive manifestations, one could say, such as the classic Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The Medic and the Monster is a dynamic which has been repeated in The Amazing Hulk and Venom. These characters toggle back and forth between the animal and the elevated. Eddie Brock or Venom may use his powers to combat crime or bring justice, but in the end, he kills to feed, to continue to live. Venom is a creature of the most basic human impulse. He represents the shadow, something primal and frankly enthralling to watch. These archetypes demonstrate the inherent gulf in all of us, the yin and yang. The popularity of psychotherapy has made it clear that to be conflicted is to be human. And from the 60s on, the perfect or white hat hero has become harder and harder for us to trust in. Everyone has a past. Everyone has a dark spot on their record or on their psyche. Take Iron Man, for example, a, who used to be a multimillionaire arms dealer, or many other Marvel heroes, all of which seem to start out with intentions that are really not that pure or purely self-centered. I personally relate to anti-heroes because I see myself in them. They incorporate my darker impulses and motivations, parts of me that are supposed to be bad or distasteful. That doesn't mean I don't like regular superheroes, but I see myself as a deeply flawed person, and I struggle with all kinds of problems and issues, punishing myself when I cannot often meet what are unrealistic expectations. What I love about anti-heroes is that they provide hope, showing that there can be heroism without perfection, that we are all capable of astounding and heroic acts and can be, and can be redeemed through them no matter how flawed or evil we were in the past. We can dream of being spotless heroes and admire their purity, but it is also in the figure of the anti-heroes that we see ourselves as we are. After all, as Nikolai Machiavelli once said, few see you for what you are, but all can see what you appear to be. Nobody's a hero, not all of the time. And it is through anti-heroes that we can deal with our own ambivalence. And that is why they are so important in any discussion about heroes and our expectations towards them in modern day. Thank you very much. What a great speech, don't you agree? Would you like to be part of your voice? So stay tuned to Cultura Inglesa podcast and we will let you know when this year's edition submissions begin. insights, I guess. Let us know how you're going to try to control your social media usage by sharing your suggestions on our social media. Follow us on Instagram and tag us at at Cultura Inglesa Oficial, okay? Thank you so much, Camille, for helping me with this topic. Thank you. Thank you, Ka, for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay focused on Cultura Inglesa podcast. Bye-bye. <music>